Okay, are you ready? Yeah. So th it starts with you. Yep. I'm ready when you are. Okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And I'm Aaron Selbig, and we are the oh, Latchkey <laughs> 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 Let's try that again. Wait, okay, how are we wanting to do it though? I Let's just go the latchkey kids and you were you were dragging it out. Do you want to drag it out or do you want to just what do you want to do? I don't know. And we are the latchkey kids. Let's the latch not drag it. Let's not drag kids. it. Yeah. Okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Amy Bessler. And I'm Aaron Selbig. And we are the latchkey latch kids. kids. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, welcome to our podcast, and this is our very first episode. Are you excited, Amy? I have truly never been more excited. I mean, you know, to be here with my only brother. I'm here in my master bedroom closet, which is uh, doubles as my recording studio, and from all the way across the country. So what a joy to be here with you. We probably should explain to people that we are, in fact, brother and sister. Yes, I think so. I think that's, that's important. We're brother and sister. We grew up together in American suburbia in the 1980s in metropolitan Phoenix, Arizona, the East Valley, to be specific. Mesa, Mesa to be represent. E what, what? <laughs> to be even more specific. And that was kind of our existence in the 1980s. Um, we were latchkey kids. What is, you might ask, a latchkey kid? Do they even know the struggle, the, the reality of our lives in the 1980s? I mean, this could be a whole new revelation for generations of listeners. I don't know. We didn't have the Internet. Can you imagine? That there was such a time? There was no iPhones. <laughs> we didn't have the wheel yet. Let, okay. Right, there, okay. Now, now he's going to get into, you know, we were... Um, <laughs> Right, we're churning our own butter, <laughs> right? But, uh, we barely had parents, and, that, and uh, to be fair to our parents, that was just 80s parenting, too. You know, everybody was working, mom and dad were both working, and we, ha did we even have a key to the house? I don't recall ever having no. one. No. Do you actually have one? I think at one point they made a little necklace that had the key on it, and I immediately lost it. So, no. <laughs> that no key. But we did have a doggy door, which is a oh. tiny little door the size of our tiny little miniature schnauzer dog, Mikey. Mikey and God every day when soul. we got... Yes, God, right. Now I'm sad. <laughs> I feel like we should take a moment of <laughs> silence. Moment, moment of silence. Your, your childhood pets, just take a moment and have a nice memory. And we're back. Okay. Uh, so Amy would crawl through the doggy door when we got home from school every afternoon and open the back door, and that's how we got into the house. As I was the, the little one, so you are right. four years older. So our family moved from Michigan to Arizona in 1980, I believe. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yes, it was that, 1980. That decade of the 1980s, that was the whole 
shebang. So I was just three turning four at that time. You were I had I was turning eight. I was in the third grade, I remember. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we hit 1990, spoiler alert, some other stuff's going to happen <laughs> in our family. It's going to get real. It, stuff's <laughs> going to get real. But, you know, then we're, you know, at that point we're teenagers. So literally my entire childhood from age three to 13 in that house back at the cul-de-sac, Mesa, Arizona, you and me, both of our parents working, crawling for hours, so many hours, every for day. hours. I mean, let, let's set this up. I mean, really, we would get out. We would get out of school uh, at Macar Douglas MacArthur Elementary School. Okay, now, wait, wait, wait. Let's stop right there. Do you remember the theme song? Of oh, MacArthur yes. Elementary yes. School? Yes. Yeah, I do. One, I do. And a two and a one, two, three. MacArthur, MacArthur is, is a place where I go, go to school. There is a place where I go to school. And then you would shout out your teacher. It'd be like, Mrs. Niederbacher is my <laughs> principal. And then Mrs. So-and-so is my teacher. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Vaguely. Uh, I do remember I remember this song. I think you probably were all way more into it than I was. This is what it's sounding really? like now. But that's great that you have that memory. <laughs> I just still think it's funny that there's an elementary school named after Douglas, Douglas MacArthur, MacArthur yeah. the guy with the corncob pipe from World War II. I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. So anyway, we would get on our get on our bikes and we would ride. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a recurring theme in this podcast. Probably we would ride home a couple miles, maybe it seemed farther. It probably wasn't that far. Our sense of time and space. I actually tracked this recently. I was wondering how far it was from our house. To our grandparents' house, which actually was right behind the elementary school, you think yeah. it's got to be a solid two, three miles? It's exactly one mile. Yeah, that sounds right. School, just under a mile. Um, similarly, I felt like our house was large, and then you and I went back as adults one time and knocked on the door, and the nice people let us in. It wasn't that. It wasn't that big. Well, have you, you seen know? it? Have you seen it on Google Earth lately on Street View? I it's kind kind of a dump. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're not going to give the address. No disrespect. <laughs> yeah, we don't want no. listeners to go egg the house or bother the nice people that live there. But uh, they've kind of let it fall apart. I'm just going to leave it at that. Anyway, okay. so we would we would ride our bikes the one mile home, which felt like a lot farther, especially in the Arizona okay. heat. Can We'd I get pause? home. Sure. Can I pause before we get home? Do you yes. remember the ice cream truck also? No. Home, sometimes an ice cream truck. Oh. In the neighborhood, and you'd hear the song. And uh huh. You'd go to the ice cream truck and get yourself a, a nice syrupy treat in the afternoon. Sure, sure. Yeah. I yeah. I don't remember that at all. Really? Maybe that probably was years. Probably because I spent all my money on I don't know candy at Circle K or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. So we'd get home. Amy would crawl through the doggy door. And for the next, I don't how long? Three hours? A Longer solid than that? Three hours. Solid. Uh, we were on our own, and I mean, from the time where I was like nine or ten years old, and I was ostensibly in charge. Terrible idea. And Amy is four. You're four years younger than me, and that was it. It was Lord of the Flies, except there were only two of us. And uh, yeah, we're still here. Although I did attempt to bird the house down at one point um 
but we're still here. We survived. Sure, sure. Made it through the 80s, and I'm sure many of our listeners can relate to a lot of this. The that's the way it was. The 80s parenting, and then when we think about this, we think about just all the fun things about our childhood, all the nostalgia that we have for. Oh man, did we watch a lot of TV? Number one. TV. That's first and foremost. Oh yeah, I mean, just quickly, Gilligan's Island, Brady Bunch, uh, the Andy Griffith Show. These are all reruns, you know. Uh, What else? Oh, uh, I Dream of Jeannie. Uh huh. Uh, Hogan's Heroes. Yep. Anyway. The Brady Bunch was the centerpiece. Yeah. That was the Mm -hmm. main course, for sure. So the kind of the idea of this podcast is to talk about all of this favorite stuff from the 1980s. And then maybe we'll talk about our parents' divorce. Who knows? I mean, it could get wild, people. It could just turn into a a crazy, crazy time. So we hope you'll be here for it. And uh, at some point... You know, shout out your own memories, and uh, maybe we'll talk about some of your favorite things from the 80s, too. Who knows? Who knows where this could go? I think what we're going to do is a, as kind of a loose framework is every every week, uh, every podcast, we're going to come to the table with a couple of our our favorite things. And, Amy, I understand that you uh, are, are bringing one of your favorite toys from the 80s, the incredible Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. If you are gasping in delight right now, then you and I would have been besties in the 80s. And really, this is the, one of the, the main you know, impetus, if you will, for this podcast is my brother, Aaron, my co-host from Michigan. He's in Michigan right now. I live in California. Sent me a birthday gift in the mail just days ago, this Snoopy Snowcomb machine. Greatest gift I've ever received. Now... Does it compare to when I received it the first time? How old was I? Maybe six? I was going to ask you that. When Who gave you this thing back then? I don't, honestly, I don't know. It had to have birthday, been, Christmas. It had to have been birthday or Christmas because we, yeah. we didn't get stuff other times, although we were, I think, pretty spoiled on those occasions. Um, but, I mean, we didn't always have the coolest thing. But that is the thing from my childhood that I felt like the coolest kid in town because I had a Snoopy <laughs> Snow Cone machine. Yes. Truly. And also compounded by the fact that we lived in Arizona. It was freaking yeah. hot. Yeah, snow cones are better. Yeah. And it's That's it's than gold. It's really simple to use, from what I understand. Um, it's <laughs> it's and now this is an audio medium, so so people can't see the Snoopy snow cone machine. I mean, you can Google it, but basically it is a little dog house, uh, a white Snoopy's Snoopy's dog house. It's got a red roof. There's a picture on the front of, is that Lucy and Linus? Oh, Lucy and Charlie. Are you sure that looks like, okay. Yeah, that is Charlie Brown. Of course it is the little bald kid. All right. So Lucy and Charlie Brown are on there. And then there's like a little hole in the middle, and that's where the snow comes out. And then, well, Amy, you know what? This is your favorite toy. Well, why, why don't you run us through it? Why are you, why are you stealing my thunder? Why are stealing you stealing your snow? Okay. Oh, okay. So 
you know how your recollections of childhood, they're, they're skewed in all kinds of ways. I mean, who knows what it was really like. So to actually receive this item recently and, and be able to look at it through an adult lens is quite an experience. So um, Aaron, you had said to me, it wasn't, wasn't there like a spoon that came with it? In yeah. fact, there is this darling little red <laughs> snow shovel. That, that is that cute. attaches to the side over here. A cool. snow shovel. Okay, so the actual apparatus I want you to understand is akin to a very, very poor quality cheese grater in a cylindrical form. I don't yes. even think it could do anything to cheese, and I'm not sure what it's going to do to ice, but let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. We're, we're, you mean we're actually going to try this out? Well, I, okay. mean, I, I can't imagine why not. The inaugural run of the 2021 Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Let's do this, children of the 80s, fellow latchkey kids. Are you with me? Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's do it. So. You put Snoopy on the top of the house, okay? And, and Snoopy's on like a, what do you, it's like a. Uh, chimney. A, yeah, he's the chimney on the house. He's sitting on like, it's like a big stick and you jam it in a, jam, in, in the chimney. In there. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a crank on the back. Yeah. Are, do you remember the old little Dixie cups of ch yeah. childhood? Maybe Dixie cup size. Like you got at the dentist. <laughs> yes. You're rinsing once and spitting, and that's all you're going to do. And, and I know why. Because the amount of cranking that is required. And, and here we're going. Let's hear that. Let's hear that crank. Let's hear that beautiful cranking. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. The struggle is real. Oh my god. You gotta want this snow cone like you never <laughs> wanted anything in your life. Oh my lord. <laughs> fun. It's it's hours of fun. <laughs> I don't know why I love this so much. Okay, I'm cranking. There you go. Now it's going. I'm okay. I'm yep. And uh -huh. happening. And still, is there snow yet? Do you have to shove Snoopy's head down while you're doing it? Yeah, you got to push down on that. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here, here it comes. Here it comes. All right. Oh, good. So if I if I keep cranking on this thing for another 45 minutes, I will have <laughs> a tiny little Dixie. <laughs> let's not forget the flavorings. Oh, yeah. That's so the best part. Oh. machine at home and so in the package there were these flavor packets of powder do you want to know the ingredients in this nonsense uh pure cane sugar right. and right. wholesomeness organic, organic mm -hmm. no. right uh dextrose dextrose no maladextrin <laughs> anyway you get into yellow five yellow six Wait, what? <laughs> titanium. Titanium. Nuh-uh. Titanium. Yeah. Titanium dioxide. I kid you. Wow. Not. That makes your bones so, stronger. It makes 
your bones stronger. There uh-huh. are many flavor options. I think what this is actually is Kool-Aid mix. Yeah. Mix what if you drink it straight? What happens? Well. I what if you put know. vodka in it? What about that? Now, here's what I'm thinking. The adult version. <laughs> yeah, margaritas. Oh, absolutely. This Snoopy margarita machine. Yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. So, you bet. Um, you know, I the, the flavor options, fruit punch, grape, orange, cherry, strawberry, and lemon. I think if you're picking anything lemon? from that list, lemon. Gross. So what child of the 1980s chooses lemon? Stepchild. Clearly. Right. That is disgusting. Now, so so that really is a lot of fun. Um, it takes an inordinate amount of time for a disproportionate <laughs> tiny amount of snow cone. It would be a lot faster and easier to go buy a snow cone someplace. But you know what? You don't have you can, the ability to do it in your own house, which, as you said, made you feel like the belle of the ball when you were eight was, years old. Listen, I was the queen of the cul-de-sac with that Yeah. Program. Did you make snow cones for all your friends? Oh, heck yeah. But also, I was the kid. I'm not sure why I had friends, because I would also give cursive handwriting lessons in our <laughs> house in the backyard. I wanted kids to. So now I'm, I'm in public education, so I've been a high school teacher and a principal, and now I'm a district office person, you know, kind of coaching and supporting principals and schools and all that. And so I it makes sense. I introduced myself as doctor at the beginning of the episode. I am not a medical doctor. If you need medical advice, this is the wrong podcast. Uh, but from the time I was a little kid, I was always wanting to give little lessons and teach people things. And, you know, the poor neighborhood kids. Oh, boy. Did they? Did your friends? Uh, what were their feelings on the Snoopy snow cone machine? Did they think it was a huge waste of time, or did they think it was a magical experience? I I think all children of the '80s thought the Snoopy snow cone machine was magical. I mean, yeah. there was something about it that, and it's also that when you're a little kid, it's that empowerment too. So yeah. easy bake oven. You're baking something with a light bulb. That's a very bizarre and slow and gross thing to do. But <laughs> it's the only way that you can, you know, have that type of autonomy that, like, I'm doing this myself, people. Right. Yeah, you don't need your parents' help. And our Maybe parents that that's what it is. There. We, we didn't really have parents. parents. <laughs> <laughs> so we, were, we had no other choice, honestly. Right, right. Did you ever get your fingers caught in the little cheese grater thing? Is that a danger at all? I don't see that as a as a serious danger. It, it feels like something you could have probably been yeah. the way into by you if know, you try hard enough. Here's what would it, here's what probably happened in our childhood, and I blocked it out because it was traumatic. You probably tried to make me put my finger in there and let's yes. see what happens when yes. you crank the. Or like, you know, what if you put a hot dog in there? What happens? <laughs> I was always the, the guinea pig. I was always the ex- experimentation. Like, what if we threw Amy off the roof into the pool? Would she live? Let's find out. Right. And the answer is, for the most part. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what if we put you on the handlebars of my bike as we're cruising around the neighborhood? Oh, watch out for that mailbox. <laughs> yeah. That's a whole nother podcast episode yes. right there. Okay. 
Well, I am a little bit sad that we are thousands of miles apart because there is nothing I would love more right now than to have a preferably cherry-flavored Snoopy snow cone. I could really go for a snow cone. My mouth is dry right now just (laughs) thinking about it, you know? For sure, for sure. And I don't care how long it takes or how many fingers you lose. I, I want one. Totally worth it. So, you know, highly recommend the fact that they even still sell these things. Incredible. Yes. This was a brand yeah. new out of the package. This wasn't some leftover garage sale thing. You sent me a brand new one. No, and and that's that was kind of a interesting kind of an interesting thing and and I have to be honest here, okay? I originally bought this for you for Christmas <laughs> 4 months ago. And, and it's been sitting it's been sitting in my house for uh, that amount of time. So it became a birthday present in April. Anyway, uh, I got the idea. I don't remember how I got the idea, but but it was sparked by, you know, I remember how much you loved that thing and how special it was. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to go on the Internet. You can find anything on the Internet, you know. And I thought that I would find one on eBay for $100 that Snoopy's yellowed nose has fallen off and it doesn't work anymore. But that would have been still, it would have been worth it. Much to my surprise, 40 years later, they still make the damn things. Brand new. And they're like, I'm looking on Amazon right now. You can get a Snoopy snow cone machine for your kids or your grandparents. Or, let's face it, uh, yourselves. Right. For $27.49. People, why have you not made this happen? It's time to get out there and relive your childhood like we are. Totally. And then you it. can start a podcast and talk about it. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> don't just, do that. Just listen to ours. We'll do all the legwork for you. <laughs> right. Well, and so I've got some fun facts for you about the Snoopy Ooh. snow cone do tell as well just enhance our our knowledge and our understanding so absolutely um, thank you jake rawson who wrote a beautiful piece entitled the tasty origins of the snoopy snow cone machine Mm. Uh, this was published in a a very um uh, noteworthy uh, publication uh, called mentalfloss.com maybe you're aware of it i think i've heard of that maybe yeah 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 it's kind of pop culture kind of fun stuff so sure I bet you didn't know, number one, that the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine was named one of the 100 best toys in history by none other than Time Magazine. So, wow. not the only child. That's, if you think about all the toys in history. Yeah. Top 100. Come on, people. You don't know where it placed in the top 100? That I do not know. I bet it was 100th. Otherwise, it would have been, yeah, top 50. Right behind a bag of dirt. <laughs> right behind, uh, cut a hole in your pocket and play with whatever you find down there. Anyway, the, cool. the Slinky. Slinky would be number one, probably. Sure, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it has been in near perpetual production for nearly 40 years. But what you may not know. Wow. So the version that I had as a child was produced by Hasbro. So this was introduced um, in 1979, kind of this concept. But... Do you know that there was a predecessor to the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine that was developed in, like, the early 60s, okay? Oh. So Sam Spears developed the Frosty Snowman Snow Cone Machine. Now, that makes more sense. <laughs> it actually makes a lot more sense than uh-huh. we have anything to do 
do with it. But listen to what Frosty did. Frosty spit out chunks of ice through Frosty's gaping belly. That was what it did. Mm, better than the other side of Frosty, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds bizarre. So it's like the movie Alien where yeah. ice is like popping out of his belly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, hmm. you know, Hasbro got involved and kind of refined the, the whole process. And so then um, just a few years ago, 2012, the license for it um, was taken over by Crazy Art. So now my product is not a Hasbro product. It's a Crazy Art product. And hmm. they've made a few little improvements, but it's still Hasbro. Not many. Not, not <laughs> enough. I'll tell you. Not enough. <laughs> but who knew? Such an illustrious history of the Snoopy Snowcone machine. You know, I must confess, I thought that it had an electric motor. I don't know why I thought that. Oh, no. I forgot about the little hand you crank. Were That's hand like, that, baby. God, it's like 1837. Yeah. You're churning butter back there. <laughs> Your little eight year old arms are just working it. It's good exercise, I guess. And it's a lesson in perseverance because what, what second grader doesn't need a lesson in determination and, and <laughs> perseverance, right? Gross. Well, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed our inaugural episode of the Latchkey Kids. Every week we're going to bring you some stuff like this, like the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. It could be G.I. Joe's. It could be a movie like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That was oh, maybe my favorite that? movie of the yeah. 80s. What? what? Fashion. The fashion. fashion. The 1980s? Come on. Um, parachute pants. Woo. Um, what else? Jelly, Jelly sandals. Ooh, yes. I'm here for this. this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Amy, for making snow cones for us. I wish I could taste it in person. Thank you, Aaron, for this delightful gift. Uh, you've never seen a 45-year-old woman more excited about anything in life, truly. Fantastic. We are the Latchkey Kids. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.